Today's world rolls on with four awesome guests. We have four students from across the country who are absolutely experiencing going through college during COVID. We have Riley Rice from the University of Tennessee. We have Matt Menard, a law student from Duquesne University. We have Marette Hennon, who actually just graduated recently. And we also have Marcus Dandridge from the University of Memphis. Marette Hennon, she's from Middle Tennessee State University. And these four young people, they have firsthand knowledge and experience of what it's like to be remote learners to a degree because that's what this world has turned us into these last nine months or so. So I'm gonna start with Marette, who's a recent graduate from Middle Tennessee State University. What has this last semester been like trying to get through the finish line with COVID? Um, a struggle, <laughs> to just say the least. Um, I feel like personally, I do better and thrive when I'm able to communicate, see people face to face. Um, interact with my peers as well as my professor you know those like last few minutes of class you know or like after class seeing them and discussing whatever with them can sometimes be like very crucial it's like just the basic human intimacy kind of thing like just being around others like you know d discussing something among your peers if you don't understand it or you know I don't know I just I miss that <laughs> I just miss being around people Matt, let me go to you now. You're a second year law student. How did this second year compare to your first year at Duquesne University? Uh, I'll tell you, it's, it's a lot rougher. And I think a lot of that is, is due to uh, the pandemic. Uh, last year, uh, you know, with law school, they do what's called the Socratic method, where they just you know, put all your names on note cards and they cold call you. So you have to make sure you do all your reading before every class. You could get called on for any question at any given time. And keeps you on top of your stuff. It facilitates good discussion. And I mean, I can't echo enough of what was just said. Um, I, I too am much better in person when I can build that rapport with the professor. And, you know, the, the material we learn, you know, we learned the laws through reading statutes and cases and things like that. But the problems are putting that to hypothetical fact patterns. And that's what our finals are. That's what our, that's what our jobs are. And, uh, that's really hard to do online to run through all those different hypotheticals and just ask questions on the fly like that. Uh, so I know a lot of classmates besides myself as well, we all feel uh, definitely more behind and like we're not grasping it, grasping it necessarily to the same degree. Um, but everyone's in that boat. Um, and Duquesne, I mean, they're doing the best they can, but it's, it's definitely been a, been a drop off for, for a lot of us. Riley, you're a communication student. How would you describe the experience uh, on Rocky Top? Um, it's actually so hard. Like our professors are really struggling to teach class. Um, I only have one class where we're actually doing like a Zoom meeting. And then I'm doing great in that class. And the other one, they're just posting like a video. But then I don't, you don't really have the motivation to just go watch like an hour long lecture on your own time or, you know, do all the work that goes with it. So um, it's been really hard. I have no in-person classes at all, so there's not a ton of motivation to go do anything, like, at all. Marcus, yeah. how has your university, your professors, um, your administrators, how have they handled um, teaching during COVID-19? Um, I think they've handled it phenomenal, phenomenally. Um, the thing is about this pandemic and this um, virus, it's, um, it takes away um, social inter interaction for human beings. And we as human beings are social creatures. 
So it takes away one of our, basically our primary um, lab, uh, measures of, of our livelihood. We, we live to interact with people, but given the circumstances, given the situation, I think the uh, faculty, staff, and students um, have done a possible job. Riley, now I, you know, I know that you are a communicator, whether it be on social media, whether, whether it be face-to-face. -face. Has that yeah. been the hardest challenge for you? Not necessarily talking about the lectures and that face-to-face -face interaction with the professor, yeah. but just from students and classmates in general being separated. Has that been the hardest part for you? Yeah, because you'll act like you'll have a question on an assignment or you don't understand something that's going on in class. And so we were like, well, I literally don't know anybody in my class. So how am I supposed to ask, you know, anybody if like our professor doesn't reply to our email or whatever. Um, a bunch of us do have like a group me though for my Spanish class, for example. But that's about the only class we have that for. So it's really hard to, you know, like you don't know anybody in your classes. So there's no way you can ask other people questions or figure out what's going on. So it's really hard. Now, Marette, I was surprised to hear Riley say that basically she's only doing one class on Zoom and everything else is pretty much up to the student to make, make sure he or she is taking care of that class and that coursework. How have the administrators and professors taken care of that at Middle Tennessee State in terms of are you face-to-face -face any? Is it all online? Is it synchronous, asynchronous, which means you can go about it at your own pace? How are they doing it there? So I feel like MTSU has done a pretty good job, maybe. I don't know. But personally, all my four classes, I had four classes this semester. Um, they were all like off campus and like online. And with that being said, I only had two classes that were like on Zoom and two that were just based off of email and, you know, like just uh, D2L and all that stuff. And so it's just, it's hard. It really is because I don't know what my professors are like. I don't know what my peers are like. And so for the Zoom ones, like they're okay. I feel like I get like the basics and stuff. But like, as for the others, it's just like, it's hard. I don't get it. Like, I just, um, and I had this paper due yesterday and I'm just like, I really winged it. I'm not going to even like lie. I just, I winged it. I really truly did. So here's to winging it and graduating. Make <laughs> <laughs> it till you make it. Right. Matt, have you feel like you've been cheated throughout this experience? Be honest. No, I, I don't think I've been cheated. I know because the, the online learning last semester, uh, you know, because that was so abrupt, we went from fully in person to online like that. Um, so they did pass fail for everyone because they knew not just students, but teachers would have trouble transitioning. And, and they did. Most of our work last semester was asynchronous, just at our own pace. And second, last month or so of the semester, I mean, we didn't really learn a whole lot of anything just because, you know, it, it, it was done a little sloppily. So I, I was unhappy with last semester, uh, but it was also sudden. Uh, they had more time to prep. So uh, most of my classes, I have one that's in person, uh, constitutional law, and the rest are online. Uh, but they're all, most of them are synchronous. Uh, they have live lectures and the professors, uh, they're definitely doing a much better job. It's still a struggle, but they've definitely improved on uh, where they started out. So you're in person one day a week, two days a week, or what? 
So I have Monday nights from six to eight. I have constitutional law in person. And then the rest of my classes all week are uh, online. But then I work at the library twice a week in person. So. so this Monday night, basically three hour experience. How is that in terms of population? Do you have 10 students? Do you have 150? How so does that it work? So it, it's in person, but like all the other in-person classes this semester, you have the option to zoom in or come in in person. I went in person just because I get more out of it. And there were about, I'd say 15 of us in person for most of the semester and about 20 to 25 students zooming in. So between about 40 students, I'd say it was about a probably a 70-30 Zoom in-person split. Marcus, when is the last time you were on your campus? July 6th. Um, I know that because that was my birthday. Um, and I had to go up there to um, get something from the bookstore. So I've not been on my campus in what's that? How many months is that? About six months or whatnot. Going on six months. So yes. Riley? Um, I go to the library and that's literally it. So I'll walk to the library from my apartment and then leave and then that's when I'm on campus, that's it, so. Outside of stopping by the football field, Marette, when is the last time you were on campus? Um, actually like last week, earlier, so like earlier last week, um, I was in the library as well. And again, it's like literally what Riley had just, you know, was talking about. Um, motivation is so hard when you're like so detached it's like it doesn't even feel like it's a school semester i'm just like yeah okay i have like this do it like next week whatever so i'll like just wait last minute and um i mean obviously that's not smart so like don't do that but i like graduated so we can do that i guess but, <laughs> um, but like just it's it's it doesn't feel real it just genuinely doesn't like is this real life and it's like you know you'll get all these emails hey i know we're going through hard times and it's like but you're giving me a hard time. Like mental health is just non-existent to some people or something. So I'm just like, okay, I'm really anxious and I have no idea what's going on. Please like, let's slow our roll, like back up what's going on. <laughs> have any of your professors projected based on what she just said, their own fears and insecurities on you? Yeah, I had one professor straight up say, like, in our first lecture, he was like, I don't want to teach this class online. I think it's stupid. Like, so all of our exams are open note, open book. We only have, we have, like, seven papers that are due, but they're only a page long. It's political science, so it's just, like, it's your opinion, basically. And then, like, all, literally everything is open note, open book, and we don't even have to go to lectures. So he was like, I just straight up don't want to do this this semester, but then my other professor, the one that we have to meet, we have to have our cameras on for Zoom. We have to like participate in class just like we would. That's a class I'm doing really, really good in because I have to pay attention. And he, but we have a ton of coursework for that class. Like, I think I looked last week and I've done over 230 assignments and I was like, what is this? We so, talk, I don't know. We talk about keeping the camera on. We talk about mics muted and unmuted. What has your experience been like this semester, Marcus, in regards to your professors and their requirements for online learning? It varies um, according to the professor. 
Um, I know I, I have one professor. Um, I took him, um, I had him for two classes this semester and he his policy is keep your camera on, keep your mics, um, at, if at all possible, do not mute your mics. And then I have another professor who didn't mind us having the camera on or off, it was up to them. And the mics, um, it didn't matter about the muting of the mics. So it depends on who uh, the professor's policy and their stance on, um, those, on those certain topics, whether keep the camera on or keep mics on or one or the other or both. Matt, what's your earliest class this semester? Uh, my earliest class uh, is actually pretty good. I have 9 a.m. on Tuesday and Thursday. Last year it was 9 a.m. every day, so definitely a little better. How engaged were you, are you, at 9 a.m. in an online environment? Well, the good news is, I mean, similar to what Riley just said uh, and what Marcus said, you know, it varies by professor, and my 9 a.m. is criminal procedure, the police function. And that class is cameras on. Uh, she doesn't cold call, but she has what's called a panel where she has you know, five to six students for every class that are going to be on the hook. Um, you have to engage. So like that, that is the, and you know, like Riley said, that just happens to be the class I'm doing the best in because we're forced to engage. But then like my basic federal income tax class is cameras off if you want. And naturally I turn my camera off. I say I'm there when he takes role and after a few slides, it's real easy to zone off because that stuff is bone dry. So you just Marit, go the tax code. Marit, you're the first student to mention the word engagement a little while ago. I'm thinking you're talking about just throughout the semester in general, but is it hard or has it been hard to engage during the actual time you're meeting on Zoom? Um, no, for me personally, I'm pretty talkative. If like, you know, they're discussing something like okay so I was taking um black women as writers and I'm taking an Arabic class and so you know that's like my forte or whatever I like speak Arabic and so I thought it would be easier but it's really not it's like hard it's like British people teaching English it's like what um but like essentially like it, it's just kind of common sense to me. So it was easy to engage. And, you know, for Black women as writers, I'm interested in the subject. So it's easy to engage. However, the two other classes, which is one is an internship, which should have been easy, but it's like, again, I'm not involved. I'm not physically there. I'm not, you know, hands-on. And so it's a struggle. And then um, the other one is just, I, I couldn't even tell you. Don't don't even really remember the class name. Shout out to uh, Dr. Dotson though. You're great. You're stressing me out a lot, but she she might take my GPA, but it's okay. Okay. It's all, all that matters is you get the degree, so it's all it's all good. <laughs> uh, Riley, when you talk about engagement, when we talk about engagement, do you have a preference on cameras on, cameras off? Because I feel like. I've had students this semester that for my nine o'clock class, which actually I think is 940, I can tell they are opening their eyes at 939. But yeah. I think their grades reflect that too. So, I mean, do you have a preference, not about the professor's preference, but your, prefer your preference on, I'm going to be engaged this class or the hell with it, let this class be over? 
So actually for my 915 class, if I log in, attendance is not required for that class. She just says clicker questions for an extra two points on your final exam. So I was like, mm, you know, whatever. Um, so I'll, I set my alarm if I'm going to like go for the day. I'll set my alarm at like nine o'clock, open my laptop at like 910. And then usually I just fall back asleep. I'm not even going to lie. But we don't have to have our cameras on. We don't have to engage. She just talks really fast. And it's, re it's really hard to focus at, you know, 9 a.m. online. And then um, my Spanish class is the one you have to have your cameras on. And it's at 1030. But the fact that we have to engage and, like, have our cameras on and actually, like, talk to the professor and participate, and that's part of our grade, yeah, I prefer that. If we're going to do an online Zoom class, then, you know, not. So. You're listening to Jay's World Podcast. Jay's World is brought to you by 5G Media and Gilmore Financial Services. Do you need your taxes done? Contact GFS at Gilmore Financial Services at Comcast.net. This question right here is for Marcus, Matt, and or Riley, since Marette will not be in college next semester. Have your respective uh, colleges told you the plan for the spring? Marcus, we'll start with you. Same thing for the fall. The same thing that we did in the fall, we'll be doing this spring. So um, it's uh, you will have the option of um, attending class uh, in person or online. And then uh, I know that my department that I'm actually in, they said that all our classes are going to be online. So the university's initial guidance is um, you have the if they offer the option of being in person, you don't that's what it is, an option. You don't have to. And that's what they did for the fall. That's what they plan on doing again for the uh, spring semester. Riley? Um, all of my classes are online and asynchronous. So, yeah, I'm <laughs> terrified. <laughs> I didn't even have the option to take any in person because there weren't any for the classes I needed. So. Wow. Matt? Yeah. So uh, they sent us a big, long email with their plan for next semester last week. Uh, still haven't read it. I'm busy. Uh, I'm so busy just trying to put out fires and get through this semester. It's so hard to even think about next semester being a thing. But I'm pretty sure they're doing what they pretty much what they're doing now, which is called high flex, uh, where there's some classes that are in person. Every class, you've at least the option to be online. And then there are certain classes where you can be in person and then they alternate certain classes where like if you have a class twice a week, uh, half the class is in person on Monday, on Tuesday and half the class is in person on Thursday and the other half's on uh, Zoom and they switch. So I'm 99% sure that's what we're doing, but I have uh, yet to read that email. So You're on your way out the door. What yeah. could a university learn from going through college during COVID? Um. I guess it's more about the professors and the material that they're teaching than it is about universities. Because when you're talking about universities, like they're, they're doing their best. They're wanting to keep their students safe. No one wants an outbreak at their university, college, etc. But um, when it, it just like varies, like with the professors, their teaching style, the material, because it's like, you know, law school, you can't necessarily just do it online and just be like, oh, okay, cool. Um, you know, same for like, you know, the medical field, like, you know, you're not watching Grey's Anatomy, like, this is not okay. <laughs> um, you know, 10 years from now, I don't want to go to a doctor that went to like an online school. 
like this is my life at risk here so it just like varies really i feel like you know if possible they could like you know have it to where and this is what like dr bacon did i don't know if you're familiar with him but um he's like at mtsu um in the journalism field basically as well um he knows me i'm I'm kind of a big deal he knows me <laughs> so basically he did it to where and like this is for i guess like this applies to small classes uh he was able to do it to where you know if it's like a tuesday or like a tuesday thursday class you would have like a small group of people show up then and then the other day like thursday he would have another you know group of people show like up those days so like they would have assigned days where they would show up in person participate obviously like maintain like the cdc guidelines all that stuff and so i feel like that's a pretty solid idea but again it's more practical for smaller classes and whatnot um but for bigger classes like lecture classes i would definitely encourage to like just have zoom Basically, I know it's just, you know, nobody really is a fan of Zoom. I get it. Nobody wants to have their camera on all the time. And it's like, you know, I, like, I'm not gonna lie. I would roll out of bed and just be like, okay, I gotta get to class, whatever. And so, you know, I don't have to drive. So I'm not, I'm not bad. Right, <laughs> so, right. um, so yeah, so it's just, you know, again, that engagement, you know, um, like I said, personally, I'm definitely like an auditory learner, hands-on learner. So it's just like, you know, you have to consider that people, different people are different types of learners. And um, it's just important for students to, you know, at least know that their professor cares, that they're there. Like, even if it's just a Zoom call once a week, whatever, um, I feel like it just shows that, hey, like this professor, does give a crap like it's not just an email it's not just an assignment it's not busy work because that's what I feel like most of the semester was busy work and I'm like I'm not in grade school anymore it's like senior year I don't I don't want to have to deal with this bull crap so I'm just like you know engage <laughs> talk to me so um since this is Jay's world I always insert commentary based on my life because this is my world I've been looking for ammunition for a few days, and ammunition is hard to come by in this uh, current climate of the country we live in. So I was standing outside of Academy Sports at 9 a.m. recently, and I ran into a former student who is a college student now. And this student told me he felt like everything was busy work. He told me he's taking 12 hours. He is failing nine hours, three classes, he is failing. I know this young man to be bright as hell, A caliber, this, he said, Professor Gilmore, it's all busy work. I do not feel like doing it. Marcus Dandridge, how do you feel your professors have put their foot forward in terms of giving you busy work or giving you stuff that you can apply to your industry? What's your assessment? I wouldn't agree with that student, and here's why. Um, and maybe it's just based on my experience. Um, in life, um, you have to adjust. You, you, life is about adapting and overcome, overcoming. Um, it's been we, this same pandemic that we had. They had another pandemic about 100 years ago. It's just we're in a more, we're in a time where we have the option of computers and 
social media and all that other stuff. So it's, and it doesn't mean that in our lifetime, something else will not come up. Um, you have to, you sometimes you just have to have to be adaptive to the situation. What would normally be um, class uh, work that we would do in class or something that we would do um, as like a group exercise orally or whatnot has to be a has to be busy work. So that way, um, it's the point is making the point, um, and the point is. Um, made to the students. You, you have to be able to adapt certain things that wouldn't be um, quote unquote busy work or something that you would, that will be a homework assignment is now has to and but it has to be conveyed, but it has, but it has to be conveyed in that form. So um, I don't think that um, everybody has certain qualities, you know, certain people, they don't, they don't care for too much homework and things like that. But and, you know, we all have our strengths and our weaknesses, but at the same time, um, it's, I think it's part of adapting to the process. Matt, is there a such thing, and I'm going to argue, there is not a such thing as busy work in law school. <laughs> what would you say? Uh, I'd say, I mean, certainly not the sentiment that your former student uh, conveyed to you. It's, it's, I mean, a lot of it is useful. Uh, it's sort of busy work, some of it in the sense that uh, a lot of it's for tying concepts together. A lot of it is uh, they give us like two cases we read and we have to reconcile them and say like why one, like basically distinguish them. Uh, but then there are some assignments that they don't really help. They just have to be, you know, submitted every, like whether it's weekly journals for a class or like weekly. Uh, but the, the reason it kind of feels like busy work sometimes is uh, certain classes we have maybe up to 10% of our grade that's participation. And that's from just submitting these online things. Whereas in most of my classes, yeah, we have hours of online work every week, but 100% of our grade is that final exam. So you do all that busy work, you have to submit it by the deadline, but like so if you don't do it, you lose out on the points. But even if you do them really well, you can go in and bomb the exam and fail the whole class. So gotcha. it really still all comes down to the final. Got you. And in my, one of my classes that I'm thinking about, I don't want to use the term busy work, but I have what's called newscast analysis, where every two weeks they watch a newscast and they write up a summary on the newscast and what they learned from the newscast, how the newscast was presented. It only counts 15 points. So you can make, 15 times seven, whatever that is, you can make 100% and still bomb the final package and the final newscast and fail the semester. Or yeah. you could even not do it. I, my students haven't heard me say this, but they could get seven zeros, but it's such a small percentage of a thousand point scale. They could get seven zeros and still do great at the end of the semester. However, I think it's about perseverance. Because if you're going to get those seven zeros, you don't know how to formulate a newscast. You don't know what's going on in the broadcast world to do yeah. good at the end of the semester. So I think it's a catch-22, but I could understand both perspectives. Um, what's your take on it, Raleigh, on Rocky Top? Um, I feel like a lot of my classes, I've had some busy work, but like discussion posts, we have like two or three discussion posts due like every week. They're only worth like three points. So sometimes I'm like, a lot of them are just like typing, but a couple of them have been videos and I don't, you know, you don't realize it's a video until you go to do it. And I'll like be at work and have to do it. One of them is due at eight o'clock on Tuesdays and Thursdays. 
but I work until eight o'clock on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I'll have to go, I'll have to do it like in between jobs. And I'm like, I can't film a video in my car and then post it for a discussion post. So I just skip it. But so now, so now, so now I'm going to insert Professor Gilmore into the conversation because <laughs> yeah. that assignment was not assigned the day it was due, was it, Riley? No, but <laughs> <laughs> actually, the, the I, graduated. I still graduated. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I still graduated. Well, and I did it the same day. Don't open. And that class, they actually don't open until the day of, like the discussion board. Oh, she, wow. She doesn't unlock it until the day of. It's weird. I, I was a graduate student some years ago, and I didn't really like the discussion post. Uh, and that's what my young man at Academy was talking about. He said, you know, you have to respond to this student saying, hey, I agree with you, or I disagree with you. And that, that can kind of be. I don't like responding to other people. I, I understand I the discussion that. posts. Yeah. But responding to other people like, oh, yeah, I agree with you. Like, okay, great. What am I going to say? No, I don't agree with you. So right. 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 Yeah. I, I don't do that today as a professor. I do not do yeah. that. Uh, in my class, in my Zoom meetings, I want them to communicate with each other. I think that iron sharpens iron and we can learn from one another. But in the discussion environment, in terms of posting, I wasn't really like that. I uh, didn't like it at all. Yeah. Before I let you guys go, uh, Marcus, I got this response from uh, Moret. But what do you think the University of Memphis or any university can, can learn from this experience in going into future semesters? Um, Learn from your mistakes, um, do better. Um, yeah, this was basically the trial semester. Uh, we don't know how long this is gonna last. We know it's gonna last at least one more semester. Um, take this, take everything for, take everything for what it's worth as a learning experience and take the mistakes that you learn from the, this fall and work on making it better for the spring. Um, that goes for not just the university, that goes for the um, faculty, staff, and the students. So, um, I mean, at the end of the day, life is all about getting better, right? Um, no one wants to stay, nobody wants to stay stagnant. Um, so I think that um, if everybody takes, you know, the good and build upon it and the bad and work on making it better, I'm not saying you're going to make it better. You're just going to do a complete 180 um, from the fall, but work on making it, working on making things better, then um, I think that's a good start. As a professor, should I take my student assessment seriously this semester? <laughs> I, I, I think a lot of the feedback is going to be more directed at the online learning model itself. Is that's where a lot of the frustration comes from? I think is just and, and not the individual that. professor. Yeah, yeah, but you're probably you're probably going to get a lot of blowback because a lot of them are probably just you know, mad in general, just not at you. But you're you might take the brunt of it on some of those. And, and I agree with Matt, um, but I'm gonna come at it from a different direction. It depends on who it's from. Uh, who you you know your students. You know their work ethic. You know their intent. You know how they participate in class. You, I'm pretty sure, and uh, I would I assume you're a pretty good judge of character. So you will be able to figure out, okay, I can take this person as their comments as being genuine because they care. 
certain people, they probably just do it, just fill out the evaluation or whatever, just to fill it out. So, uh, because they probably can't see the, they, they can't see their final grade until they do. But, um, but I, I think that if you, that if you use a good judge of character, use, use your, um, your, what you know from the students and how they performed and how they are, um, I think you can find some uh, very good, um, very, very good comments, some constructive criticisms, some, you know, things to help you make, help you get better in your um, craft. So what I'm hearing is if she had seven zeros on the newscast analysis, she made a, a 50 on the final package and didn't turn in a newscast. And then she met with me and told me she felt like she didn't learn this semester, which she was absent 95% of the time. I shouldn't take her feedback seriously. She wouldn't, she wouldn't be seen as credible. <laughs> no, not, not to me at least. Maybe I'm biased, but like, I liked you as a professor. You just yeah. stressed me out, but I did. I liked you. I liked you yeah. as a professor. You challenged me and stressed me out. It was like, you know, oh crap, like I'm going to do terrible in this class. But I liked you as a professor. And I'm, again, I'm not being biased or whatever. And I'm pretty Maybe sure. one of my favorites. Maybe. And, and in order to grow, you have to be willing to be uncomfortable. So exactly. You, yeah, it's, I mean, just if, if everything is such a breeze and you're not you're not growing as you know individual as individual and uh mentally or nothing like that you 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 have to be willing to step outside your comfort zone and be willing to be you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable in order to grow riley last words um i just hope that after next semester everything is not online because i cannot finish my last semester online <laughs> gonna be hard you know what i said last words but i lied and i thought about you about 15 minutes ago and i wanted to send this question your way because when i was in high school i spent a lot of time in knoxville on kingston pike trying to do things that i shouldn't speak up on jay's world <laughs> so my question is with COVID 19 outside of the classroom how has college life been like um honestly the only difference is that the bars close at 11 now instead of like three so Last week, they all stayed open until three, but then they threatened to take away liquor licenses. So, but honestly, it, it hasn't been any different. I don't, I don't think. I don't go out in case you guys don't know. I'm old and I'm just, I'm, those years are past me. I'm 41, but I had a guy fly in town Friday night, Nashville. He wanted to go. He was staying downtown. So that's where we wanted to eat. Just he and I, I hadn't been to downtown Nashville in years and I'm 25 minutes away and every restaurant was closing at 11. And I, yep. I, I didn't know, cause I mean, hell, I don't even eat past seven, eight o'clock, but just trying to take him to a restaurant to get a burger and fries, everything was closed. I didn't know until we got to this pizza joint that it was because of a curfew and because yep. of COVID-19. I just thought, damn, I remember this stuff being open at two, three in the morning, Broadway being crunk. And now it's 10 o'clock, they're closing. They're, they're not serving food past they're not taking your order past 30 minutes before closing. So if they close at 10, you have to have your order in by 930. I'm like, God dang, I just want to eat. But I wasn't thinking we're in, we're in different times right now. So yeah. Matt, last word, sir. Uh, Just, I guess, uh, hang in there. I mean, like Marcus said, uh, this was the test semester. I, I think there were definitely varying results. Uh, 
I, for me personally, I considered last spring the trial semester. Uh, I guess this was the first one when they had time to plan. Uh, I, I guess, you know, there's there's not a whole lot, I think, on professor's end that they can change. Because like I said, I think at the end of the day, the, the disconnect of being online is the real, I think, foundation of most of the issues and struggles. So even with, you know, a, a, a Nobel Prize winning professor giving you, if I had Stephen Hawking giving me an online lecture on astrophysics, it's, it's just not the same. So I, I think it, it's, it's, it's a lot of self-growth and adopting, like Marcus said, uh, we're gonna stay in school. We just kind of gotta toughen up and do what we need to do to, to make the grades because there's only so much that universities and professors can do. All right, man, man, I appreciate that response and I appreciate you for so much. Thank you for stopping by Jay's World and blessing us with your insight and knowledge. For Matt Menard out of Duquesne University, Riley Rice from the University of Tennessee, Marcus Dandridge from the University of Memphis, and the recent graduate, Marette Hennon from Middle Tennessee State University. I appreciate you for, and although I'm grateful for you for, I'm also grateful for the ears listening. Thank you to everyone checking out Jay's World. Thanks for listening to Jay's World Podcast. Jay's World is brought to you by 5G Media and Gilmore Financial Services. You can email the show and suggest topics for an upcoming episode. Email Jay at j.gilmore at memphis.edu.